Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, tribute to Mark Anderson, a longtime colleague of mine and friend. And I got together with Joe White and Rich Klein to do a tribute. So we just got on the Zoom and reminisced about our friend who's had many different illnesses. So we talk about some of that. Great guy, very much missed. Thanks, sponsors, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugging the Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Mark was a true hobbyist and an amazing guy. So I hope you'll appreciate our sentiments and condolences to his daughter, especially, and family and friends. Do you think Mark had any sense that his time was short? He was worst health of guys that I know over the last many years. I think he might have just so many times in and out of the hospital. It seemed like he had pneumonia every other month and back in the hospital in ICU, then into rehab, then back home, then another bout with pneumonia, then back in the ICU, back into rehab, back home. It was just a constant cycle. A couple of weeks ago, Scott Kirkland and I, he texted both of us saying, hey, I just got a pacemaker put in. And we're like, what? Scott found out, they said if they didn't put the pacemaker in that he could have died in like a couple of days. His heart rate was so slow. So it's just like one thing after the other. He did his new teeth a year yeah. ago, yeah. which was a big deal. Yeah. You have to think of all the medication and stuff that his teeth. And I think the insurance company claimed that it was not a legitimate claim, but we watched Mark have these problems yeah. and his teeth just dissolved. But it was great when he got his implants. Yeah. It made a huge difference. It definitely helped. He was able to eat solid foods again. Yeah, you're right. His teeth just deteriorated. I think from chemo from back in the day, all the medications he was on. We really wanted to honor Mark's memory of what an amazing guy he was. There may be other people listening to this that have stress in their lives, and it's debilitating. There are diseases that people get, but one of the best disease prevention things is to try to have healthy habits, but also reduce stress. And I think he had a high-stress job, and then he had a high-stress not job. Yeah. Because I remember when we hired him, he was just a very sharp guy. I don't think he had health problems when we hired him. And I'm thinking that my last years at the company, like uh, up through 2005, I think those were really good years for Mark. He was excelling in his ability within and among the graders to be in a leadership position. I think that was his prime in the early 2000s. It was, and I've even talked to a few graders here that Mark trained back in the day, and they just said how much of an influence he had on them and a lot of the techniques he taught them back in the day. Even with Wayne Grove, they're using those same techniques today, and a lot of it's attributed to Mark. You also have to remember he had, and I can never pronounce it, Mysteria Gravia or whatever that is. Gravia. And that also had a major impact on his health. So it's not just stress, but that's a really bad illness to have. Okay. When you see a friend that's having a lot of stress, and we did see Mark having a lot of stress, but I never had a sense that we could help him with that stress. Because it was not imaginary stress. He really had a lot of stress. Is there something we could have done? Because I think when he was employed and then when he wasn't, there were just things that came up that were just really tough. Everybody handles stress differently. And one of the best things to do when you have stress is to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did have a lot of stress. I think stress with custody over his daughter. How much time he got to spend with his daughter, being in the house by himself, taking care of himself quite a bit. Yeah, there was a lot of stress there to make money, to pay for the house before it was paid off. There was quite a bit of stress on top of the medical issues that, yeah, I'm sure the stress 
didn't help at all, for sure. I'm just talking about the grading. Again, I don't want to name names or anything, but he was in charge of the grading. Now that he's not, Jeremy has emerged. It was a different kind of a leadership, but Mark was really a leader in the grading in the early days, a different type of leader than what was expected, because I don't think he was a quota guy or a crack the whip guy. He was more of a lead by example guy. Yep, that's exactly right. Remember, Mark was one of those three people in what became Margaret's office, sitting around Mark, Wayne, and Scott discussing for eight hours a day how to do grading and everything. He helped build it from the ground up, which is diff. Jeremy comes in, and by the time Jeremy becomes the boss of grading, it's as you always say about pricing. The hardest one to do is the first one. For Mark, the hardest one to do was helping to create how grading was done. We all knew it, but he and the team actually had to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I always felt like he did get respect outside the building. From other people in the industry, they knew how strong he was. When he left Beckett Media, after I was gone, he was still there, but then just things soured. I don't really blame Mark for that. I just think he was in a really tough position, and they were, I think, expecting him to do things that it wasn't. It was just a different approach to management, I think. But Jimmy Spence was interested in him. I know at one point he had extensive interviews with Michael Rubin. I remember he called me and asked me questions about stuff over the years, but very early on with Fanatics. But I just think he couldn't relocate, or I'm not sure he could work full-time at some point. So these opportunities that came up, was it ComC, Rich? He worked for ComC, and unlike me, who was able to secure a pure remote position, they wanted him to go out to the West Coast, and that just wore him down, too. He would go out each week. It's not enough just to be sharp, and he was very sharp, and people saw that, but some of these other factors just undercut his ability to contribute. That's a real shame. But like I said, my memory of working with him, he was a star. I emailed Tim. Because remember, he worked at ComC when ComC was a small company. And I said, Tim, he has a lot of respect for you and ComC. And Tim says, I know we were going to catch up the next time I came in. We text on a somewhat regular basis. And he was very sad to hear that note. He said, I read your Facebook post and all the responses. So he has a lot of respect for Mark. And Mark had a lot of respect for Tim and ComC. Mark was really smart. And I think really he was kind. He had a great memory. He was deeply religious. And yeah. deeply religious as well. Very religious, very well-rounded, new cards, new authentication, new every aspect of the hobby. Really a true student of the hobby. Yeah. Don't forget, he was a writer, editor, and he owned a store. And I don't think we ever saw him write, but I would have liked to have seen him write. There's some people that are smart, but don't have a great memory. I think he was smart and he had a great memory too. And in this industry, you just can't look everything up. <laughs> Even when he was in a diminished state over the last few years where he wasn't physically, there'd still be some riffs he would go on where he totally knew stuff at the drop of a hat. Yeah, to that point too, Jim, is that I would attend every car show as you do and Rich does and we'd see Mark in action. It's like, no matter how sick he got, I would watch him closely with people buying and he would just be looking stuff up on his phone quickly and have the right answer and say, okay, this is a percentage of this. He added up everything. Nobody was getting anything past Mark, no matter what stage of health he had going on. It was still sharp as a tack. And that was amazing to me to watch him in action, helping three, four people, looking up stuff quickly on his phone. I want to add one thing. People sometimes say things about Kyle. When Kyle was doing the smaller shows at the Hilton Garden Inn in Frisco, the first time Mark did it, it was a huge crowd and he wasn't physically ready for it. And he literally collapsed. From that point on, Kyle either put him next to me or where I could see him. 
just in case anything ever happened. Anybody that's a serious collector has a little bit of an addiction orientation. And I think all of us guys have that to some degree. Okay. If it's a full scale, full on addiction, then it gets in the way of life and other things. So with Mark, you really saw a pattern of this guy really loved cards. It was hard for him to turn down a deal. Okay. And I know the feeling, but when his daughter came up, he had priorities and addictions without limitations. There's there. I didn't think he had that. But he had the addictive, not hoarding necessarily, but all those things are related that if you love something, you're accumulating it. He'd bring in all these boxes of cards. He loved cards like we do. But when his daughter was there, he stopped what he was doing. He was relating to her at the shows with her section of the table, and they had father-daughter time. So to me, that's an addictive personality to some degree that's managed hopefully appropriately, because I think there are people listening here that do not take their daughters to the card show or have any interest in the cards that the daughter likes. Yeah, there's two things that really kept him going. Obviously, his daughter, but I think the shows kept him going as well. Till the end, he loved going to shows, getting prepared for the shows. Like you said, Jim, having his daughter set up next to him, selling her Pokemon cards, and he would give her money to spend and people come up and buy stuff from her, buy stuff from Mark. Just that experience with his daughter was really good quality time that he got to spend with her. So that, that to me was huge. I think the shows kept him going. I think his daughter really kept him alive more so than he probably should have been. I think that kept him going. I really well, did. Consider so, how many times he cheated death. It's yeah. a miracle he made it this long. And when he got COVID last year, the doctor said he should have died. And that wasn't the first time he should have died. No. So he cheated it several times. So he got blessed by a lot of extra life. Yeah. Okay, so you say prepared to come to the shows, and I'm still trying to figure out his strategy because <laughs> I think he'd bring 15 boxes, 15 triple shoes, but he'd put four of them or five of them on top of his table. The others were underneath. They yeah. never had box tops or they were remnant boxes. But why did he bring 15 boxes if he only could show five? <laughs> I think that was part of the thing. He obviously had two months to prepare in between shows, but I think he had so much stuff that he just would wait till the end or like the last couple of days before the show and then try to put it together quickly. And I used to give him a hard time too. Mark, you got to start preparing now. Like after this show ends, you've got two months to get ready. Cause I know I've got stuff going on, but yeah, he would try to prepare quickly. And I think it got down to the end where he would just load stuff up on a two wheeler and just take it into the show and sell what he could. If you ask Mark what the price was, he, he didn't have to look it up in most cases. No, just, just telling you it's old school. It shows somebody's addiction is another word for passion. He definitely had that passion. And if it gets out of control, but he sold cards and paid off his house. Yeah. Okay. Bad kind of addiction doesn't do that. They sell the house to buy more cards. Yeah. <laughs> the cards definitely helped pay off. Yeah. It did at the end, it paid his house off completely. But as soon as he did, he went and bought some more cards. Yes. I think within a month, yeah. he bought a bunch more cards. Yeah. And I think his intent was to buy certain boxes and open and great and reselling. I think he looked at it more as an investment piece as well, but he loved to open boxes. He's your target customer that everybody wants and he bought from everybody. Why was his nickname the hammer? <laughs> I believe because they were saying his grading standards were so difficult. He would hammer you down so much your grade would be lower because he was extremely strict grader. He wasn't hammering the customers. He was <laughs> hammering just, the senior graders, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where it came from. He was respected. 
among the guys that really had a lot of expertise and a lot of experience over the years, they still went to him. There's senior graders here that have just talked about how much he's influenced them 20 years later. They're still using techniques and stuff that they learned from Mark. So his legacy is going to go a long way in this building. Mark Anderson is actually the one that got me on with Beckett in the first place because I had an autograph card in 1998. It was Ken Griffey Jr.'s signature rookies, I believe. And it wasn't priced, so I called up Beckett. They got a hold of Mark Anderson. I talked to him on the phone. And I started to explain it to him what the card was. He goes, yeah, I don't think we cataloged that one. So I was like, okay. So I just decided to get dressed up, drive up to Beckett, asked to speak to Mark Anderson, brought the card with me. We looked at it together, he cataloged it, and I said, do you guys ever hire? He said, no, we don't hire very much. He said, if anything comes up, I'll let you know. And thank God, yeah, like a month or two later, he said, there's an opening in the football price guide. Come interview with Dan Hitt. And I interviewed with Dan, and here I am 25 years later. I think Mark, when he was hired, he wound up doing different stuff than what we hired him for. You are the same, Joe. You're pulled in for something, and then over the years, you gravitate. My strategy, and Rich defies the job titles and job descriptions. From early on, I always wanted to get the best athlete available. I wanted to get somebody that was sharp, that had a good attitude, good work ethic, integrity, and had some ability and understanding of the hobby. And all the guys we're talking about were that way and had the passion. Yeah. But then they wound up doing different things, even going different places. Just to go back to your point about how passionate Mark was. When Scott Kirk and I, we used to go up to the hospital and see him sometimes. <laughs> he definitely had his priorities straight, and I've even got pictures of it. He would look at the hospital bed, and he would have his medications on one side of the bed and his 5,000-count box supplies and a couple of boxes to open on the left side of his bed. He always had product and supplies at bedside every time he was in the hospital. So you talk about passion. It was amazing. He was opening boxes and doing his thing while he was in the hospital. That's physical therapy. Yeah. In the sense of yeah, mental therapy. There's not a lot to do if you're in a hospital it's, rehab. It's both. It's yeah. therapeutic. I think it is. And it, it's stress reducing. Yeah. Open packs of cards. And yeah. it's probably stress reducing, even if you don't get a big hit. Yeah. And I would bring him boxes from time to time. He just loved it. And you're right. It was like therapy for him because, and I think it took his mind off where he was too, because he's opening packs. He's trying to pull certain cards. He's putting them in card sleeves. It just took his mind off being in the hospital, I think. Just goes to show you, there's nothing cards can't do. It helped him through the tough times he was going through in the hospital. Just that's the power of trading cards. It was amazing to me. It's, you would never hear him say, what was me? And why did this happen to me? He never complained about being sick. And he always just did his thing and wanted to be part of the hobby.